Seahawks taking on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. The Ravens are favored at minus six in this game with an over-under of 43. Both teams have a winning record against the spread. But because it's in Baltimore and Seattle has to travel to the East, I am actually going to take Baltimore to cover in this game at minus six. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I got him as a top four quarterback this week. Not quite at number two. I still have Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts ahead. So Patrick Mahomes ahead this week, too. But we do love ourselves some Lamar Jackson. Uh, Geno Smith, I don't know why, but he did crack my top 12. <laughs> I don't know. My algorithm spit it out, and that's what it came up with. I don't have a good reason for it for you, because Baltimore is a tough matchup to have. Maybe you get a negative game script. Maybe you get a comeback from behind. And maybe all the other quarterbacks just suck that bad. But, uh, yeah, Geno Smith. <laughs> That's pretty much where I'm at with that. Uh, Kenneth Walker. I am higher on the ECR than Kenneth Walker. Now, we need to see if he's going to be healthy, and he did practice today, so that's a good sign. He's coming up the calf issue. I think that's partly the reason why he only got eight carries last week, but he still was wildly efficient. Eight, eight yards a, a carry. I, mean, I know most of it came on the 45-yarder that he had, but that's Kenneth Walker, and he looked like Kenneth Walker even with the so-called calf issue he was having. I do think next week they get back to giving him the ball a little bit more, or at least try to, and if he can do that against Cleveland, he can do it against Baltimore, who's actually been a little bit more forgiving than Cleveland against the running backs 15th in fantasy points allowed. So for people ranking Kenneth Walker as a high-end RB2, I disagree. I got him as a mid-level RB1. Now, Zach Charbonnet did play a little bit more. So, Chase, do you think Zach Charbonnet is going to start to play up to his draft capital, or was that just a Kenneth Walker maybe wasn't 100% situation? No, not in any way, shape, or form. I, I think if he was going to play up to his draft capital, we would have already seen that like we've seen with other backs around the league. I mean, he is, he's he's just not going to have that role right now as much as we all thought he should coming in or thought that he would, and why would they take him that higher if they didn't want to use him? your guess is good as mine. Try and read Pete Carroll's mind. Um, but no, I, I, I don't like Walker quite as much as, as you do this week because of the matchup with Baltimore. But I mean, I, if, if Kenneth Walker is healthy enough to play unlike in green Bay, I think they're going to actually give their number one guy or their nominal number one guy, the actual work. Um, I'm not excited about Charbonnet. I've got Charbonnet ranked way down at 46 right now. I'm, I just I don't have any confidence in in him yet, until and unless they show me otherwise. Yeah, I agree. I also have a RB forty six this week. Uh, Adam, you want to help out Bryce here? Do I trade Raheem Mostert and Amari Cooper for Saquon Barkley, the Mister Forty Man Touch himself? <laughs> uh, I don't love it. I I'm struggling with uh, Saquon at the moment. I know he hasn't played with Daniel Jones since what was it like week one or two. Um, yeah. So maybe that's a, a, a rise for him, but his schedule is tough throughout the, After the year. Let me get the Raiders. This offensive line is bad, bad. This offense as a whole is bad, bad. So as much as from, from a bad, process bad. perspective, I want to get the person who I perceive to be the best player, and to me that is Saquon Barkley, and I do want to potentially get rid of Mostert if I could find the right value for him, but. I, 
Saquon feels like a landmine to me. It, I don't it's, know. It's, it's the Mostert and the Cooper part for me. I, I hear you on. If you could tell me that Saquon's not going to get hurt getting this involved, <laughs> that would be fantastic. And I say pull the trigger right away. But it does feel like given Saquon's history, if he gets utilized like this, which, by the way, Darren Waller, we haven't gotten that game, but Darren Waller right. might be missing some time. He might get utilized like this. No, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, that's from his own mouth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's the part where, it gets a little tricky here. Like, I don't think they're going to want Daniel Jones to run too much. I don't think there's going to be too much RPO action with the neck issue. I think they're forcing him back, honestly, before he's probably ready to come back. Let's all be honest. Like, all of a sudden, Tyrod Taylor goes down, and then Daniel Jones is ready to be cleared, like, a second later. I'm like, eh, I don't know if health really works that way. Um, I lean towards wanting to make that deal, but you would have to tell me that you have some good other backups at the wide receiver position, because I still like Amari Cooper as a wide receiver, too. Uh, so that would be the, that would be the case for me there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's talk. Uh, I, I gave I gave Chase a question too early here. I got to go back to Chase. Sorry, Chris, because we got to talk a little Gus Edwards, and we wouldn't be meeting our quota if it wasn't me and Chase talking about <laughs> Gus Edwards. Uh, boss. Chase, I think you would be proud of me this week. I do have him at RB fifteen, but I do have him as the biggest <laughs> sell sell of the week. He just can't resist giving him a backhanded compliment. He had his best game of the year. Three touchdowns, 80 yards, best game of the year. You know the 80 yards is the most he's had all season? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Close to getting 100 yards rushing at all this year. And the games he doesn't score a touchdown, he's a low in RB3, RB4. And that's what bothers me. Because they could easily switch this for Lamar, who was running in all the touchdowns early in the season. It could easily switch back to that from Gus Edwards. So, well, with the Gus Edwards right now, coming off of that performance, I think you can get something that's way more valuable than he should be right now if you go ahead and sell him. So that's my standpoint on him. What do you got? Go ahead. No, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think that coming off of that game, you can probably get something that's going to be more consistent or at least more consistent than Gus has been to this point. But, I mean, you're giving up the lead running back, for better or worse, you're giving up the lead running back in a team that runs the ball all over the place, even with a running quarterback. I still think that he has a ton of value there, and, and I'm not willing to necessarily bail on him unless I'm getting something that I know is a is a surefire, you know, much more what? steady. You know, if you, if you want to check, if you want to check the the consistency ratings and then trade him for somebody that's a little higher on that, then you'd be my guest on it. But I still think Gus Edwards has something to to offer him. By the way, you're actually higher on him than I am this year, this week. I haven't seventeen. Yeah, look at that. Oh, so look at take that. that. There you go. Yeah. I did that just to make you feel bad about yourself. Really crappy. You did a really good yeah. job. You did a really good job. Uh, <laughs> Bryce here came back and said his wide receivers are Waddle, DK, Garrett Wilson, Pittman, and Amari. In that case, yes, Bryce, I would do the deal. Adam, would you, knowing what his wide receiver group is? Yeah, that does yeah. make me feel a lot better about it. I, I think where I land is just that. From a process perspective, my process would lead me to saying yes in it, but I feel very gross saying yes, just knowing the schedule, knowing the efficiency, knowing the offensive line. Um, but ultimately, I think, you know, trust the process, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, trust the process. It's not always pretty, but trust the process. Uh, Zay Flowers, a wide receiver two for me. So is DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett, a wide receiver three. Uh, Chris, let me ask you this question. So I felt a little weird about this. DK Metcalf came in as my wide receiver 16, and I wound up having a bigger gap than I was anticipating between him and Tyler Lockett, who I have at wide receiver 33 this week. Now, while Lockett had the better fantasy day last week, and it wasn't a tough matchup, but DK Metcalf still had 14 
targets. It's just clear to me this year, more so than other years, it seems to be a more focal point on at least trying to get the ball to DK Metcalf, even though it hasn't always been successful. And I think that's what leads to the gap for me. Plus, it's not a great matchup in general either. But with Tyler Lockett, it, the matchup doesn't really seem to matter. Does he get the ball that week or not? And that's kind of what it boils down to. So what do you make of this situation right here? Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely have DK like you know higher than than Lockett. I think which, to your point, Lockett can easily have production, especially when it comes to the yardage. But what we like for DK right now is the involvement, especially in the red zone, and he's due. I mean, he's had a lot of you know we talked about the air yards we had last year, the fourteen targets. This guy's way due for some a big game, way due for some touchdowns. Tyler Lockett's a solid player week in week out, but he's going to give you a, you know maximum use like a receiver too. DK can carry you in a week. So that's what I guess what the difference is, Dan, where it's not a great matchup on paper for either guy. But when you look at the upside, DK's upside is way higher than Lockett's, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. Lockett just hasn't been as consistent as he has been the past couple of years. Jack Smith and Jig Butts, still not a thing, but getting a little bit more work. And I think that might have something to do with the consistency that we've been seeing out of the Seattle receivers. Uh, Lockett, in, needs, in- Lockett needs eight targets a game or more to be I agree with that. reliable. Yeah. Fantasy yeah. wise, whereas DK can turn six into a monster day. Yeah, well, I 100% agree. Well said, Chase. Uh, Mark Andrews, my number two tight end on the week. Anybody else got any other notes on this game? All right, let's head to our next matchup.